0: It's
1: time to face the music.
0: You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories. Some are real. Some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, Beyond Belief. Hello and welcome to
1: Beyond, Beyond Belief, episode number nine. My name is Jesse Chapman. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey, there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hi. Each week in our show, we watch the late 90s television show, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Now, that show contained five stories. This is a show from the 90s that was really great. Some of the stories they told you were based on real events, and others were completely made up by the show's writers. Well, in our show, we're going to watch that episode. We're going to play along. We're going to guess which are fact and which are fiction, and
2: you guys should play along with us. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. See, I'm thinking about um, switching up my. I always say, "Hey, guys," and I feel like it's too abrupt, and I need to be like, "Hey, guy," like just be more chill. That's just sort little, of. it sounds a little creepy. Maybe right. that that length. Maybe I should short. Maybe hey, somewhere in between. Hey, guys.
3: Hey. hey. My, mine sounded like a weird squeaky, like a broken
2: squeaky stuffed animal toy. Yeah, so like was, a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> well foreshadowing or spoiling you decide <laughs> there's nothing to spoil so i was at a party the other day and uh i'm gonna tell you guys a story because oh okay. whenever something oh it's wait. a
4: story please be ghosts everyone gather around there be
2: ghosts
5: <laughs> i mean it's not really. <laughs> it's really can i just tell you right
2: now to, to to like set your expectations there are no ghosts in the story what? wait some,
4: S- set them low or set them high set them very <laughs> just low. set them oh, just low. set okay. them to
2: no ghosts set
3: the, No ghosts. what i think okay. he was saying. yeah
2: just well Tune that dial. Sounds
3: perfect for this podcast already.
2: I was at a party the other day, and they were pouring wine, like red wine, out of this bottle. And I noticed that the bottle reminded me of those wine bottles in the Pinocchio movie from the 40s. Continue. In the movie Pinocchio, there were people that drank wine out of a bottle that had that like straw wrapping on the bottom of it. Do you know what I mean? Like like a wicker, almost like a, like a wicker looking like straw wrapping around it at this party. I was like, Hey guys, this reminds me, this is so stupid, but this reminds me of like in the movie Pinocchio, there are these, uh, wine bottles that have this straw wrapping and I've never, you know, like whoever talks it. That's a very strange random reference. Yeah. So I go home after that party and as and we have uh, Jesse and I have dinner plans with our friends Josh and Curie. We show up to our apartment and as soon as we walk in, we meet Josh and he's holding a bottle that looks just like it's from Pinocchio with the straw wrapping around the thing. it's a it's a what is it called? Wine. No no no, <laughs> but there's a specific <laughs> from name Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, Chiante. That's what it is. Chiante. Chiante? Chiante. Oh, that's going to get him. the fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a big wine drinker, you guys.
1: <laughs> Where's the Merlot? Chianti. That's what it is. So you're saying so, that you, uh, made yes, a, Chianti. you made a okay. one-off yeah. reference Do you know to what this weird, specific type of wine.
2: Which isn't that weird. I've made it. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I made a reference to a thing that I've never made a reference to in my entire life. And the same day that I make this reference, I show up to my apartment. Hours later, and I see my friend holding this bottle that nobody gets. That no one gets. No, what was? But you can go to the Ralphs and buy it. Like they're always around. It's not a rare. Who gets that over some other like just other kind of red or white? Well, Hannibal Lecter does, and Pinocchio apparently, and Pinocchio or (laughs) Geppetto. (laughs) Right.
5: I mean, obviously, this was a ghost of Pinocchio. How.
1: Awful would it be if the story he just told was <laughs> fiction?
2: Like, fiction. if he, if after all it's, this, oh, by the
5: yeah. way, yeah. right. Fiction. Oh, by the way,
2: I made that
1: up because <laughs> but
5: sometimes
2: the lamest stories. Exactly. You never but know. Do you just call
5: your own story lame? <laughs> so, apparently, oh, absolutely.
4: <laughs> uh, apparently the correct term for that bottle of wine with the wicker bottom is a fiasco.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Excuse so, Italian. And so, this whole thing was a fiasco.
5: Yeah, I was gonna say. It's like I feel like someone just wrote that into Wikipedia as a joke.
1: Definitely, some of the characters in today's Beyond Belief episode find themselves in their own fiascos. They do. You know, first up, story number one is called the Wall.
0: I want to talk about the armed robbery on the forty fifth last night. Where's my lawyer? Last chance. What are you going to do? Kiss me? Sure. Get ready to pucker up.
1: Chris, why don't you go ahead and give us a recap of this story?
2: Yeah. So there's a uh, a cop that beats up a suspect in an interrogation room and causes him to become really bloody. For And the suspect claims that he didn't do the crime that the cop is trying to get him to admit that he thinks he did. And on his way out of the room, the suspect leaves a bloody handprint on the wall that the police department, no matter what they try, cannot get rid of. They try cleaning it. They try painting over it. They try plastering over it. They just The thing just keeps leaking through whatever they put on it. So the suspect eventually is killed by another inmate at the jail. And the ghost or apparent ghost or spirit of that inmate then returns to the interrogation room and strangles the cop to death
1: or so they say hmm. yeah they find the cop with some sort they say he is he died of a heart attack but he had the mm-hmm. handprints yeah the bloody handprints the bloody yeah. handprints around his throat yeah when no one else was in the room and the handprint is finally now removed mm-hmm. from the wall Why? I also
5: I liked this whole ending when he gets locked in the room and then the voiceover says the following was reconstructed by like the investigation because no one really knows what happened <laughs>
0: What happened next was reconstructed by investigators. Somehow, Hoffman found himself locked inside the room. It really does lend a
1: sense of credibility to it really does. the discovery. It's almost okay. as if you and okay. I were uh, in the production meeting for season two. And
4: we're like, guys, you gotta like... Who
5: reported this? <laughs> who reported this? What? Maybe
1: the writers just got smarter. They realized they had to add
4: that. No,
5: Jesse and I were in the writers' room. We were room. there. Okay, Sorry. We, we just said that. You
1: were there Not the whole time. Gotcha. The police <laughs> okay. officer, by the way, we looked him up. Uh, Kyle, yeah, uh, Jay
4: Kenneth Campbell, who uh, you guys know uh, was in the Abyss. There was definitely
1: some good acting in this but, but, whole episode. But I
4: know you guys weren't as excited, but I was excited because there is a Star Trek alum in it. The, the The suspect who puts the bloody handprint, John Billingsley, he plays Doctor Flocks in Star Trek Enterprise. Well, of course. So I was a big <laughs> Star Trek fan myself. I was I was nerd out about that one a little bit.
3: <laughs> but also, very Edgar Allan Poe. If you ever read The Tall
2: Tale Heart? The Telltale Tell, Heart. Tell
3: what what is it? The Telltale, <laughs> the tell-tale Heart. The
2: Tell Tale Heart. It's about a guy right. who murders someone and buries him under the floorboards and Well, he had the- it coming. Did you not see that eyeball? What? <laughs> That's a reference to
4: the
3: Telltale Heart. Oh, I never read it. The <laughs> oh, tall the telltale tale heart the guy's got a crazy um, eye
4: and the dude has to murder him because the eye is just staring at
3: him but that's the point i mean the idea of like the heart keeps pounding underneath the floorboards or you know, his, he's his at his least hearing that right. right so, so i mean it just seems like such an...
1: yeah what, what's going on in this story
4: here <laughs> yeah. is what i'm
3: well no about. it's the same kind of construction no, it back in, <laughs> oh. the, like, the
1: point he's saying is like the handprint
2: is still on the wall he, wait he, he, this he, is a yeah. telltale heart podcast
3: because last it, it, Chris, I thought this was a
2: dead Poe. The, the deal in
4: the Telltale uh, Heart is that he kills the guy, he yeah. buries him in the floor underneath the floorboards, and he just keeps hearing the guy's yeah. heartbeat, mm. and he's and it drives, it, it drives him, crazy. him crazy.
1: Is it possible, like in our world, that there is some sort of blood stain on a wall that can't be cleaned? I believe the cleaning. Can't be painted over. That's a little yeah. crazy, but maybe they had bad paint. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's be... it's
3: a it's a prison or a police station. I'm mm-hmm. sure the budget. You know, they don't have good paint. And yeah, maybe they've
1: that, got they've yeah. got maybe that cheap flat, paint. cheap. You know, <laughs> sure. you know, it's the kind of oh, paint yeah. where you rub okay. up against it and you leave a mark. Eggshell <laughs> flat, eggshell <laughs> flat, like Lowe's. Yeah, so, exactly. Let's so some primer. do You gotta get the primer slash paint together. That's so hard to get back to the store. Well, the first, honestly, let's get back to the the real thing here. You gotta sand the wall first before you prime because it's not gonna stick. Yeah, it's not gonna
4: jesse what happened in the story yeah. here's what happened in the story <laughs> we so, are a home depot
1: podcast aren't we and chris
4: again, no one know what don't... this
5: podcast is
4: <laughs> <laughs> guys i don't know what my answer to this one i need you to talk about it
5: please. <laughs>
1: there's a police officer just an asshole maybe his heart just gave out if he was having maybe. a
5: heart attack yeah. and it, well, maybe it wasn't even that he's strangling himself but like you know he can't breathe he goes to put his hands on his neck and he is so frantic that he could have left fingerprints or he could have left like some sort of bruise or something.
1: Do you think it's possible that he had these marks on his throat from another- the date the previous night? Yeah, from anything, from some other attack. (laughs) What? Like maybe there was another suspect in some sort of attack that had had
5: choked him. Somebody could have
4: snuck into that room when nobody was watching and murdered him,
5: right? If you look at the core story, there's a lot of people who would have told this story. There's a reason it would have gotten out because this guy probably had a horrible reputation. There's a lot of things that line up for I ask you,
1: myself, do I think it's possible that a man could have died without anyone being
2: around? Yeah. Yeah. I have one more thing to say why this doesn't make sense. Time. after lifetime versus human time. Continue. This is a Ghost, ghostly, ghostly rule. This, yeah, this is a ghostly oh, rule. Okay, you it's gotta let us know rule. these I'm things. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell Ooh. us about the ghostly rules. Ooh. We need to have a sound alert for ghostly rules.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Something that's <laughs> not
2: as patronizing, maybe. Um, <laughs> Boo. So they say that decades of human life equal seconds of afterlife time so in this story you're telling me that a guy dies becomes a ghost and within seconds of his afterlife time he has the strength to kill a human Mm. being
5: so i i'm not telling you that because i don't believe in ghosts and i don't think that there was a ghost element here (laughs) but (laughs)
1: Real quick, on that train of thought, Mm -hmm. would you not, as a ghost, if you die as a ghost, my first thought is if I have the ability to come back and immediately kill or harm the person that harmed me— I'm gonna take it.
5: Also, this guy did this repeatedly. There could have been someone else who died a while ago. Finally, got the strength oh, to come true. back and kill him as a ghost. Timeline-wise, yeah, the, timeline the
1: handprint hand could have been one guy. Yeah. And you know what? Then four or five other ghosts could have taken this guy. You're out. absolutely yeah. right. You can. You. You know. You're <laughs> kind of like that right. scene
5: Let's, in ghost.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where the shadows come out of the walls and take you to the afterlife <laughs> exactly. in a hellscape. That's a yeah. horrifying visual. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead
3: and <laughs> and. Uh, place our predictions mark why don't you go first Fact or fiction it does seem a little too perfect a little too written but there's a lot to it that could be true and a lot of the other stories are kind of bizarre so i'm gonna go fact on this one all right next up chris what do you think
2: the timeline doesn't add up it's fiction all right thank you very much (laughs) tiffany what do you think
5: um i am gonna go fact for the non-ghost version of this
1: (laughs) sounds good (laughs) i'm also gonna go fact i think that again Could a guy have died alone in a cell? Absolutely. This could have happened. (laughs) Kyle, what do you think? I'm going to go with fact as
4: well. I think this guy was a total asshole. And I think the inmates and his fellow officers all hated him
1: and could easily just watch him die and tell a weird story or something. I love it. Also, every week in our show, we flip a coin just to see what the coin says. And then we try to beat random chance. Are we going to do it? Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. The coin says fact. So there you go. At the the end coin of our-
2: predicts fact.
1: Yes, it does. And at the end of our show, we will let you know the result of this story. We haven't watched the results. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's true and false. And we will find out at the end of the episode along with you guys. And then we'll tell you what the coin has predicted. And we'll tell you what all of our predictions are. So It'll good. be a lot of fun. So tomorrow. good. It's like a little game show and a podcast in mm-hmm. one. Let's go on to the next story. Story number two is called The Chalkboard
5: i was an honor student i couldn't believe i
4: actually
1: had to stay after school in detention oh my god what was that where's all that screaming coming from i don't know draw another line what are you a nut just do it oh man that's coming from the blackboard it was kind of like whale sounds yeah yeah. Did you, what did you guys it, get? It, I got it was yeah. like Star I got mi- Trek Voyage Home. I
5: didn't understand what it was when it first started happening. I got a
1: mix between whale sounds and sexy. Yeah, sounds. it was like a, oh. it was like whales having it was sex, like a sexy <laughs> whale, <laughs> whale, or sounds. like
2: whatever the sound of like a shooting star would make. <laughs> 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 a little bit, yeah,
4: like a. Well, you guys are forgetting <laughs> that there is no sound in space. In space, no
1: one can hear Tiffany's story
4: sound. I was going to
5: say, we should give some context because this is getting weird. So this story is about kids in detention. At one point, uh, a janitor comes in who we learn is a deaf mute and one of the kids is kind of a jerk and starts messing with him. And then one of the other kids, who we find out is an honor student, you know, speaks to the janitor in sign language before he leaves, just kind of assumingly apologizing for like the jerk other kid. And then when one of them goes up to write on the chalkboard, as they write with the chalk, this weird noise comes out. Seemingly from the top, that is, in fact. (laughs) the noise. Thank and, you, guys. And
1: they're freaked out. They're like, what yeah. is this noise?
5: Everyone's freaked out except for the honor student kid who apparently is like, oh, someone needs help and they're speaking through the chalkboard because this is the <laughs> obvious explanation. Naturally. That's Occam's Razor, you guys. On. Occam's Razor. Um, and of course it's also like the honor student kid who's like the one nice kid it seems like in this group. I've so never played you.
2: the Zelda Occam's Razor game. <laughs> it's
1: one, it's considered the classic uh, Zelda in the franchise.
5: Now yeah. that we've established that. What? Um, a group of kids they go out into the school and they're trying to follow this like weird moaning noise again that is what it sounds like and <laughs> while one of the kids stays behind and keeps drawing on the chalk to like keep the noise going and they end up finding the janitor he's like stuck like underneath in like a basement like some pipe fell on him a So they giant save
1: him. pipe and then they realize Story. it was the chalk that led them to save him
5: yeah no and then there's this whole what, what, uh. what did break what did say afterwards like Could the deaf-mute janitor have somehow transmitted his pain through the chalkboard? But... He doesn't have vocal cords, so how could he do that? And I, I was think just he like, met, I what? think he meant
2: the piping. Like, could it have been like oh. a pipe? Oh, his, the
1: piping! If his sound, pipe, <laughs> really, here's <laughs> what happened, you guys. Oh, I'm okay. going to break it down. The pipe fell on him. Mm-hmm. He was moaning like a didgeridoo. <laughs> into <laughs> the pipe, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then that that went through the piping system out of the
2: chalkboard. Yeah. So I, the weird I, thing about this story <laughs> is that it's a man or some force. That communicated through a chalkboard, but not even that because they could only moan. If this is supposed to be some kind of supernatural force. Well, the guy was mute. Right, but like if it's supernatural, couldn't he talk at that point? If it's supernatural, this, fall, this falls under my old trope of ghosts make elaborate plans. Like <laughs> if it is a supernatural
1: element guiding these kids to save this man's life, mm-hmm. they could just say, I'm in the basement.
2: <laughs> what ghost? He's not dead. Yeah. There's no, nothing I know, I know. supernatural. You though. tell me how that You're noise on me. the chalkboard ends up giving you directions to where this man is. Maybe it's fiction. <laughs> no, I certainly think it's fiction. <laughs> okay, okay, but 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 Who you, you got kids in detention.
4: The punishments in detention used to be like write this on the board a hundred times or whatnot. So the kids are writing on the board at the same time. Ooh, there's a guy that's caught
1: somewhere and just starts kind of making noises, and everybody's writing on the board. Do you think it's possible that it's just kids saving a guy's life and making up a crazy story after the fact? No, why would they make up a crazy story? Why they would not? just save
3: the guy's life? They'd be like, oh my god, we saved somebody's life. There's we, no reason yeah. for them to make up an elaborate content. <laughs> they just don't want,
5: they want to get detention ever again. <laughs> so they're like we saved someone's life. Does, it, it does equal everything it, else out? On
1: one hand, it feels crazy to Are me, we good this now? story. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, it feels like kids like to make up weird stuff like this. Like sure. I feel like people could say "Like, how did you save the guy's life? And you're like you won't believe it. And he, and then they're like, yeah. these are really
3: lame kids if that was the That's story true. Yeah. That's a
1: horrible, <laughs> like that's the, a really stupid so story. Stupid. I heard him through but the
3: shock. It's, it's not saying much though if it was fiction either. Yeah. That's true. But that's here's true. A, where was the teacher? Yeah, I
5: don't know. Like the, I can see the
4: kids making it up on their own but then there's a teacher there who's like, no, none of this ever happened.
5: But the teacher isn't there. The writers
4: are like, we got to eliminate the teacher. But it is
5: weird. This might fall under that whole like it's so weirdly specific that That it's it's true. true. I don't know. Kyle,
1: why don't you kick us off? What do you predict? Is this story fact or is it fiction? You
4: know, I was really leaning on the fact side of things, but I'm going to go fiction because of what I was just saying and the fact that there is no teacher in that classroom just really, really bugs me.
1: Fiction. All right, I'll go next. Did it happen? No. This reminds me of the story from last week with the babysitter tied up. It just feels a little Whoa weird. Sorry, I missed that story. Oh well, you yeah, you that missed that Sounds more. like a good one. <laughs>
5: it really she wasn't. Just,
1: the oh, details just sorry. feel a Never little mind. a little off here. Sounds Chris, mm-hmm. ter- what do you think terrible. fact or fiction?
2: I say fiction. I, do, I just don't buy this story. It's just a little weird and not in a good way. All right. Mark. I think it's fiction. Something tells me that it might be fact because it is so
3: strange, mm-hmm. but it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to fiction, and they might have had chalkboards in the writers' room. Who knows?
1: <laughs> oh my god, someone wrote on the chalkboard, oh and then gosh. someone down the hall was like
5: and, like, and they're like, I got it. Oh my god, I got a great idea. <laughs> I love that, Tiffany. What do you think? I'm gonna go fiction. I I do think this is so weirdly specific. There's a chance it might be somehow based on fact, but I just don't understand how this story got out there and reported and verified. And so for that, I'm gonna say fiction.
1: All right, thank you guys for logging your predictions. What does the coin predict? fiction as well mm. let's go ahead on to story number three which is called the getaway
2: mm. Mm. God
1: Damn it! Mm. vroom mm. vroom it's more of a car it's oh, a getaway right,
5: right,
3: right. <laughs> i almost got into a car accident on my way here i had dropped something and there was this huge boulder that was jutting out right into the road and i turn and
0: well i almost didn't make it here for my vacation oh and by the way mrs james
5: You know the children that live in this area? There aren't any
0: children living in this area, not for miles. In fact, the people who live close by have children who've grown up and moved out of the house.
1: Kyle, what happened in this story? So this
4: story is about a woman who is taking a vacation from work. She's going up to a cabin in the woods. As she's driving, she tries to take a sip from her bottled water, and she ends up dropping it on the floor. She reaches for it, and when she pulls her head back up, she notices she's about to hit a giant boulder on the side of the road. She swerves, she misses the boulder, and she's able to make it to the cabin. She gets to the cabin, she meets this nice old lady who lives like miles away, who says, oh, make sure the paper's on your front porch every day, have a great week, yada, yada, yada. And so the woman starts enjoying her week, but she starts hearing voices. And then she starts seeing children playing in her yard. And the children tell her, To Mm -hmm. look at the newspaper on her front steps. So she looks at the newspaper. She puts the newspaper down. She joins the kids and they frolic off into the woods. Then the other woman arrives, picks up the newspaper and sees the article that the woman had indeed died in the car crash against that boulder. And then later after that, Jonathan Frakes informs us also in the newspaper was at a bus full of children had also died
2: oh i know i said this two stories ago but this is now my favorite story i was it's actually gonna
5: say this was my favorite and i i remember after that weird cut in the beginning where she goes for the water ball, then she sees the boulder and there's this like quick cut and i was like oh that was kind of anticlimactic and weird and i went to jesse and i was like i wonder if she's been dead the whole time like i wonder if all of this was in that reveal and even though i sort of called it i loved it the kids were creepy
3: yeah well, what was creepy what come we'll, play with us right. come with us mm-hmm. here are <laughs> my lego box <laughs> you'll, Um you'll w- float what? down here
5: i would say chris i would actually really love to hear your like interpretation Ooh. of this story because it's oh. so much in the i ghostly love
2: world. this story the only problem i have with this story is that this woman looks like she's being devoured by her own sweater. That's oh, my I only pers- loves criticism he loves of to that. point move. out the giant clothes in this show. Yeah, exactly. I have a I have a pet peeve of yeah. like oversized Well, it's the 90s, get used to it. I know, right? Here's the jux of this. It all comes down to The what? The jux? That's not crux? it. Crux? Oh, crux. Yeah, that's it. Guys. I just he don't just, listen he... when Chris is talking. Yeah. Sorry. You know what? I think we have 35 minutes left. Maybe we should talk about Jux for the rest of the time. I think we should.
5: Oh. Yeah. So this is the guy who kept harboring on the paint from the first story. Oh, that so...
2: Eggshell. Well, we're
4: all ghosts, so it's just yeah. seconds for us. Right. So
2: this story comes down to different <laughs> types of hauntings. So... There are residual hauntings, which is what this seems to have been, which is like you see apparitions, maybe they don't even know they're dead. They're just like living. What else? oh intelligent hauntings which is where the ghosts know that they're a ghost and they are trying to do something which I guess in this sense could be the case because the girls tried to call them over right how I interpreted it was that the kids knew that they mm-hmm. had died but the woman did not the kids were trying to communicate to her without scaring her I presumably is that's why well, they were went... scaring the hell out of me imagine... so I
1: can't imagine how she <laughs> would have right, come play
2: with that why yeah. can... again imagine one of them ran up to you though and said hey you're dead come with me you're like that would be a lot more scary yeah. than what they Okay, so just sure creep enough.
4: her out for days on end, where she has to not sit on the porch anymore, <laughs> well, run inside the house unlock lock to, like, the doors. You
3: have to wean her into
4: <laughs> the death, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's scary but shit. Just, this, just smack me in the face with it, please.
3: Is this a thing where, like, if people die in the same area or same, like, time that they need the other person
2: dead to go with them? Like, sometimes, are there rules about this? Oh, yeah, sometimes. It's actually kind from of what similar I've similar
1: to a storyline in loss. No, this is interesting. From what
2: I've heard, a lot of times when someone dies, there's someone on the other side that will help guide them to okay the light is what i i've been told
5: in some ways because I again I love this story but in terms of whether I would say fact or fiction I actually disregard all of that like I'm only thinking of this woman woman. who owns the cabin how she got this story out there her version of it because I mean the writer could have filled all this in all she could have said was that this woman she was complaining about kids like she was staying at the house like I met her like I talked to her on the phone but then I found out that she had died two days earlier it's almost word of mouth urban legend makes more sense to me and we don't know
4: where her mental state is she could be an insane
1: woman
5: yeah it
4: was
1: like people. Like every other day, she could be like, there was a lady in my house. There was a guy in my house. We're taking the word of one woman (laughs) and we're having to extrapolate from there. I'll kick off the predictions. I'm going to go ahead and say... Do I think it's possible that a woman either hallucinated or thought she saw someone? Or maybe was it just that the woman looked very similar to this other Mm -hmm. woman? Maybe she had several guests over that week. I think this all could have happened. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's told in the perspective that it's told in, it feels very much like the story of a writer. I'm going fiction. Kyle, what do you think? I really like this story, too.
4: Oh gosh, and I really want to say fact. I
5: know, I know. But my
4: gut is so going fiction on this one. This lady is the only one with the story, and who would she be telling it to? Like, and then then who were, would believe her? There would never be officers that came into her house for something that never happened at her house. Yeah. So who was she, like I mean, who? You, who would believe her enough to then propagate this into the future? That's yeah, my yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go fiction. I don't feel great about it, but fiction. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, what do you think? I'm
2: gonna go against Kyle's gut and say fact. How dare you? All right. Mar- you know what? I'm right there with you, Chris. I'm going to go fact. All right, Tiffany.
5: It's funny because I was so hoping I'd be last so I could hear everyone else. And, and then it didn't help at didn't all. didn't help at all. So thanks <laughs> no, for nothing. Because we're split two and two, right? Yeah, well, I'm going to go with the discussion before and I'm going to say fiction. But I really think this could be fact. I don't know. And I love this story and I want it to be fact. I am going to go fiction. Sometimes
1: we have to vote with our heart and then we have to vote with our minds and then we vote with a coin. So <laughs> what does the coin predict? Fact let's go ahead and move on to our next story which is called the prescription i'm in a hurry and i think there might be a problem
0: with my prescription it's not on the board i couldn't find it did you call the doctor
1: well i was trying to get it on the computer first i mean i know that you said it was 10 milligrams of aquacet but
0: sl i'm sorry to bother you one milligram oh thank goodness i called you god grandpa i
3: mean 10 milligrams would have
1: killed her Has anyone here ever had a prescription? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to vote fact on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had my fair share of issues with this story. It's very strange. I'll give the recap real brief here. There's a pharmacist and his grandson who's also a pharmacist. The pharmacist goes, I'm going to go out for a few hours. There's an important prescription. Don't lose it. The kid loses it. Then the grandpa pharmacist comes back and says, hey, Mrs. Uh, Johnson's waiting. Where's her prescription? He's like, I can't find it. He's like, well, it was 10 milligrams of percephanol, Let's get that filled. But just to be sure, let's call the doctor and double check. He calls the doctor and the doctor goes, yeah, you're all set. It's one milligram. Oh my God, one milligram. If we had given her 10 milligrams, she would have died. And then the grandpa pharmacist looks at the cork board, and there's the prescription exactly where he left it. And he goes, I thought you said it disappeared. And it says. The prescription's been there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and it says 10 10 milligrams. milligrams. So had they not had the phantom prescription disappear for that small amount of time, they would have prescribed her a serious overdose. She could have died. And who knows who saved her in this story. But someone did. Can we just
3: talk about how confusing the message is in the story? Well, let me, me right off the bat,
1: I want to say this. They call the doctor and he goes, yeah, I prescribed her one milligram. And then the son goes, wait a second, 10 milligrams. Oh, my God, that would have killed her. Did you just realize that? When the doctor said oh, he prescribed true. one milligram, yeah.
4: they're like, we know it's 10 milligrams, let's just give it to her, even though I know that will kill her. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. Like, Well, why? I'm not a doctor, so this may be bullshit, but I, I would assume that
1: different people have different tolerances. I think that the doctor would have had to say, she has this specific condition, she only can take one milligram, and then they go, oh my god, if we would have given her 10 that would have killed her but that's not really talked about it's just like if, if that, 10 milligrams is going to kill someone it's going to kill someone
3: but also who tells that story if this is if 10 milligrams was going to kill them and they almost made that mistake and it's clearly their mistake mm-hmm. 100% why would they go and be like oh my god the other day we almost killed one of our patients that's a very strange story to yeah. to reproduce and be proud of yeah. clearly i guess the idea is the handwritten prescription, because, like, the son wants him to become digitized, like, and go on email like everybody else, and the, and the grandfather's like, no, you know, I'm old-fashioned.
0: Everyone's computerized now. Everyone but me. <laughs> I have no need to learn something so complicated. It's easy, Grandpa. I could teach you. Doctors could email us directly. We would finally be able to compete with the chain pharmacies.
3: And the dad has the prescription from the doctor. Correct. But then the son tries to email him and can't get a response back because... I mean, the, I guess like the, the doctor's, email servers mm-hmm. down or something. Yeah. yeah. So then the grandfather's like, "Well, you have to call him. See what I said? Like mm-hmm. human connection." Then he calls him and finds out. Wait, but I was wrong the whole time. So nothing yeah. makes sense. It's, in this it's, story. this. it's it's got the feeling and the vibe of this big moral
1: kind of like look. The lesson here is that email's evil. Let's just be connected to yeah. people. Oh, but I wrote it down wrong. So that's bogus too. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like what's happening? Yeah.
5: The whole subplot. I feel like they were just grasping at straws because all of a sudden they realized the. Phantom prescription wasn't going to fill like a whole segment. (laughs) Wasn't going to fill. Oh, Uh
4: -oh." didn't even mean to do that. I love it. Okay, but I mean, so so they
1: thought they lost a prescription and it saved their ass and did other things. That I totally buy. Yeah, that part is perfectly. Is it possible that you misplaced the prescription? was about to fill the wrong one and then called the doctor Mm -hmm. and then... I was cat sitting for a friend last weekend and they
4: needed some medication and there was an applicator I couldn't find and I was looking around and then I texted the people and I was like, hey, where is it? And then as soon as right after I texted them, I found it and it's like, you do that. Why didn't you open the podcast with that story? Oh my God. So it's it's just like...
1: Beyond belief. Like you lose
4: something for a minute, you make a phone call, you text, then you find it again. I mean, that part is perfectly (laughs) logical.
1: This story is so funny to me because it makes so much sense. Like could this have happened yes yes the grandpa pharmacist is the one that pinned it to the board the grandson is the one that looked for it and couldn't find it then the grandpa goes over and finds it immediately yeah is it possible do i believe that someone could have put something somewhere that someone else missed but the original person <laughs> yeah. that put it there found it again easily
2: yes. yes this is so strange here's what i find weird about this story if this were like you know some kind of weird ghostly thing or like it, you know, supernatural thing that that was helping out from you know a different dimension or something. Why just hide the prescription that was wrong? Why not just fix this at the doctor's office? Or why not just change the paper prescription from a ten to
1: a one? You can do that as a ghost. You can erase a, a pen line, I assume. Let's go ahead and move on to the predictions, Kyle. First up, what do you think happened here? Fact or fiction? Gosh,
4: I'm gonna go fact. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Did somebody misplace something that was written wrong?
1: Yeah, sure. Fact. I'm going to go fact as well. Oh. And I'll tell you why. Tell us. I could see the pharmacist going to the doctor and telling the story to the doctor and saying, you wrote down 10, but it was supposed to be one and I misplaced it, but I called you to clarify. And then the doctor's like, oh my God. Tells his receptionist, tells someone else. The story gets around. Mm-hmm. So I'm going
2: fact. I was actually trying to convince you that it was fiction, so (laughs) I I think I I, failed doing that. 100% failure. Mark, what do you think? Well, could it have happened?
3: Sure. Has it happened? Uh Uh-huh. But in the context of the show, I don't think so fiction
5: oh Ooh, so wow. sassy so yeah. sassy. very deliberate
3: it's very frustrating confident
4: more. about
1: that. i've never yeah. been more turned on
5: <laughs> even more so than the whale noises
1: save it for our <laughs> <a> day
2: <laughs> thanks mark chris what do you think if this weird force is going to do some kind of great deed do it at the doctor's office fiction <laughs> as they all say <laughs> tiffany what do you think
5: i'm also going to say fiction
2: let's see what the coin predicts.
1: Fiction. All right, the coin has said no way, but Kyle and I said, oh yeah.
4: (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: All right, let's go on to our fifth and final story of today's episode, which is called Summer Camp. I dreamt that I got out of bed and went running and running through the woods. All I knew was somebody was in trouble and I was the only one who could help them. That's a wolf. That's a hungry, hungry wolf. Mark, what happened in this story?
3: Sure. So we are at summer camp, and there's a kid who does not like being there, and he's (laughs) bullied by these two kids. All of a sudden, they find him in a tent, and he's like shivering. They wake him up, and he has this nightmare, and he starts telling everybody about the nightmare. He found the two bullies that have been terrorizing him, and they were being hunted down by wolves. And so... You know, a kid shows up and distracts the wolves with cookies. And then the kid finishes telling his nightmare to the rest of the camp. And then all of a sudden the bullies run up and, you know, they're tired and they're exhausted. And they they're like, ran like cowards. They ran like cowards. And they're like, oh my God, how did you get here so fast? You were just there with the cookie, saving us from the wolves.
1: And the kid's like, no, I wasn't. I was just having a dream about that.
3: Yeah. But then he
4: pulls back his sleeping bag and he has he's a bag of cookies, cookies with him. Oh, he has the bag. Of like like yeah, Nightmare on
2: Elm Street in reverse, where like instead of waking up with your guts hanging out, we wake up with a bag of cookies in your bed.
5: <laughs> Is it weird that that makes me feel like it's true? Because it's so bizarre.
2: Well, don't forget how the wolves were set up as vegetarian because they would only eat berries. Like there wasn't blood on their mouth. It was just berries and he was eating the Plant before he looked at the kids, oh. and then the kids throw them cookies and eats that. This diet, diet friendly is wolf, yeah, yeah.
4: This wolf wasn't looking this to is kill a them, he was Southern California
2: one, was hungry, wolf. If I, I've ever seen I, one, but I
1: have to say, those cookies were a lovely bake. Oh my <laughs>
2: god,
1: do I think that a group of kids could have lied about this and this story could have gotten out there because they just simply told this mm-hmm. story? a 100%. Did a kid like Astrial project himself mm-hmm. to saving people? No. Is it possible that the timing was a little more off than it yeah. actually was? Probably. He could've he could have sleep saved them.
4: Oh.
5: oh like sleepwalking. <laughs> sleepwalking. I was like, yeah. what are
4: you talking about? He, yeah, like maybe he's a sleep hero. Like he <laughs> took <laughs> off with the cookies in his sleep and uh, solves all crime. Like yeah. the superhero. And, well, how does that explain kind the timing sleep, though? Well the kids well, the, the, run back the, the, and the they other re- the other kids got lost in the woods and he just slept walk faster than that. Yeah, the kid,
1: uh, the <laughs> kids run back to camp and they're like, How did you get back before us? And then I'm thinking like he ran faster. He ran faster. Yeah, a and then he wakes way. up. But the thing is, he went a different way.
4: You have yeah. all these kids <laughs> telling the story, which makes it more uh, likely to be fact, I think. And the only adult in the story is pretty much having the story told to him by the yeah. kids as it's happening. Here, here's, so if they ask the guy, like, hey, adult, what happened? He'd be like, well, this is what the kids just told me.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and how likely is it that maybe these kids just conspired to screw with a camp counselor? Hi. Like, yeah. can't you imagine a scenario in which the kids never got attacked by a wolf? Yeah. Had the bag of cookies in there. And they're like, we're going to play a joke on Mr. Bernstein. We're going to say that we were in the woods. We're going to take it, his cookies.
5: Yeah. We're going to tell him a
1: story.
4: Uh, yeah. it,
5: exactly. I think there's something, like you said, in terms of stories from summer camp, I could see this being retold. I could see this landing even in, like a local newspaper sort of thing, because there is something about the summer camp and stories from summer camp right. that kind well, of perpetuate. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> there is the other side of it, though, where like a lot of the big things about summer camp are like telling these urban legends and telling these ghost stories and you know so many people go to summer camp like maybe the writer had a kid who went to summer camp and heard the kid tell the story like oh my god i'm so scared like is that a reputable source for
1: fact though no for fiction i'm going the other (laughs) side Yeah, (laughs) but what if he did like what's the source on this
3: my kid yeah. Went to summer camp. <laughs> yeah. um, I had never been to summer camp. I'm not a summer camp kid, Aww. so I cannot relate to any of this.
5: Mark always wanted to go to summer camp. No,
3: I hate summer camp kids, <laughs> and they hate me.
5: Can we also just put <laughs> it out there that maybe the main kid was gonna get in trouble for stealing the cookies and this was the the story that he could exactly. go to be we're like, gonna, no, we're I saved take lives. His cookies I and... saved lives with these cookies. Oh my god, like, that's great. Yeah. I just love that where he's like, Why do you have the cookies? Um there were wolves. <laughs> I, I didn't eat the and them, I started feeding uh, the wolves, wolves. cookies. Do you remember saves their lives with the cookies and the wolves? I didn't eat them,
2: I swear. And I'm not sleeping in bed with them. (laughs) Exactly. Do you remember
1: when the wolf first showed up, what the kid said? That's a wolf. (laughs) That
2: was that rang so true to me. You guys. I mean, that was the Mm -hmm. most realistic. Do you guys want to hear the the supernatural element to this? This falls under spiritual travel or soul travel, which is when you're sleeping and your spirit can leave your body and do other things on its own. Can it that's physically what the, do
1: things Can though? it throw cookies? Is it possible for your spirit to travel and get lost coming back to your body? Because that's a terrifying thought. Oh, I don't know. Oof. I just got chills. Yeah, I think it's back okay all right well speaking of that mark you'll go first and chris will not Uh, what do you think fact Uh, or fiction
3: yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh fact on this there's there's so many people involved um a lot of stories coming around through summer camp um so let's yeah let's go fact kyle i'm gonna go fact as well this
4: is a bunch of kids telling a story so god knows how crazy it's gonna be fact i'm gonna
1: go fact (laughs) as well i just feel like you just lied to a camp counselor Or something weird may have happened. Maybe it was told 10 years later and the mm. details got lost or mixed up. Yeah. Tiffany, what do you think?
5: I'm also going to go fact purely, and I'm not lying. I'm going fact because cookies saved kids from wolves, and that's just such a specific thing. No
1: writer would have thought of that. I just
5: don't think a writer would have <laughs> thought of that, so I'm going to go fact.
1: Chris, what do you think? As Kyle would say, that's a fact. Let's see what the coin predicts. Fiction. Whoa. The lone fiction. Which of the stories are fact? which are fiction let's find out in a moment but first i think we
2: have a sponsor is it we we, always have a sponsor and this week it's wolf cookies the cookies that you feed wolves when they're about to eat children i don't think i know anyone
1: who doesn't at least know someone whose life has been taken by wolves
3: i've known many people who've been lost to wolves sure sure attacks and it's like if they had wolf cookies, this would have been fine. They would right. have just like
2: it's a silly thing for such a serious, serious, somber event. You know? Yeah. I mean, Like you, the loss of life. That's
3: the somberest of events. But wolf
2: cookies are here. And the cartoons on the box are
3: really funny. They're cute. It's like the Donald Duck orange juice, but it's not. It's for the wolf cookies.
2: All you need to do is carry around this box. It has um, the really cool... Um, inside wrapping where uh, it's impossible to open without scissors. You know, the, that plastic wrap. Good luck getting it out there if you're in the middle of the woods. The
3: flavors are wonderful. There's, oh, my God. They have. You've, you've tried them? <laughs> no, I mean, I've given them to wolves and
1: they love them. <laughs> These cookies are to repel wolves. They eat them. They get distracted.
3: They run away. Well, I think they run away because they kind of get sheepish that they ate all these cookies. Right. It's oh, like it's a, self, it's a self-critical like, aw, type thing. They feel thing. bad and they want to go run it off. Right. So
1: if you want some Wolf cookies, just go to Wolf Cookies and enter promo code. Oh! And you will get a free year supply. The, the offer is so deal. generous. It's such a generous offer. All right, thank you for the sponsorship this week. Now we're going to move on to the actual results. That's a weird way to
0: say
2: it.
1: Well, you know what? Sponsors are someone to thank, and we're going to thank them. We're not going to be like other shows that don't thank their sponsors this week. Yeah,
2: absolutely right. Sponsorships.
1: Sponsorships. Brought to you by sponsorships. Brought to you by uh, Holly Hunter sponsorships. (laughs) Let's find out. First up, this story is called The Wall. This is the one about the cop who died, maybe by the hand of a past inmate but real quick as a reminder chris you voted fiction everyone else thinks this story is fact let's find
0: out if you guessed this one was based on an actual event you're right it happened
2: fact sorry chris well how embarrassing <laughs> there is very embarrassing oh is that yes is that egg on your face oh no oh.
3: i had it for what breakfast what a great way yeah. to
4: start
3: is that a bloody handprint so this
1: face? one was hacked. <laughs> it does feel good to get the first one right yeah, i feel so charged good. i feel super charged even for the if rest. i get
5: the rest wrong this feeling will really just keep me upbeat and excited yeah. for the rest Chris, you of the didn't, day. you
1: didn't get the wall correct that probably means that you're not the Lord Commander anymore. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to story number two. Now, a recap of this this is the chalkboard. This is the one about the moaning chalk that led them to save a man's life. Okay. Guys, no one can I hear can't me. No can hear me. Everyone thinks this story is fiction. Ooh.
0: So let's find out. The story of a school haunted by the sounds of screams was inspired by actual events.
5: Oh, oh come, come on. on
0: fact Whoa. The story, hold on. it
5: was just weird enough zero you got three, <laughs> <getting> <laughs> nervous you got, you got three chances left. I've
1: never gotten zero before you guys wow. story number three this is called the getaway this is the one about the woman who saw the spirits of children and then realized she herself was a spirit as well Chris you think this is fact Mark you think this is fact the rest of us think it's fiction <laughs> let's Uh-oh. find out
0: did this story of the garden of angels ring true to you not this time fiction now
2: if That's i was in free fall before what am i now
5: uh rock bottom yeah. well mm-hmm. getting there yeah, getting, getting there, there. well, well you're at terminal
2: velocity right terminal now. terminal velocity <laughs> yeah
1: the next story is called the prescription this is the one about the pharmacist who misplaced a prescription that ended up saving a woman's life mark chris and tiffany you guys think this story is fiction Kyle, you and I believe
0: it's fact. This tale of a mysterious force protecting a pharmacy is based on an actual incident.
5: Yes. Come
2: on. Fact. absolutely absolutely. not
5: looking good
4: how can that not be i
5: the next day because don't tell these stories when (laughs) they happen like they do not deserve to stay open
1: it's the doctor's fault no one can see this but chris's face looks more ghostly (laughs) than his
5: rules
1: (laughs) oh it's over
4: it's It's
2: all over chris it's gonna be okay here we go last up guys the last one will be fiction because i said it was fact well, let's find out. Chris was this last story
1: is time. called Summer Camp. This is the one about the kid who dreamed about throwing cookies <laughs> to the wolves. <laughs> now, everyone thinks this story is fact. <laughs> let's find out if Chris led us astray.
0: Was this a figment of a writer's imagination? No. This one was inspired
1: thank by... Thank God. Oh, thank God. Oh, fact. Let's go around and just quickly read our results. Chris, how did you do?
2: A single one correct. 20%.
1: Okay. Kyle.
2: I got one wrong. So that's 80. Boom. Very nice. Incredible, Tiffany. Kyle. Wait, that's the inverse of mine. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good.
5: <laughs> I got three correct.
1: Very nice. I am at 40% with two correct. Okay, very nice. And Kyle, I actually tied with you. I got 80%. Oh, all right. I'm trying to bring my my zeros back, you, you guys. It's the tie the, today? The, the, the,
4: qu- the important Wait, question
1: is, th- did we beat the coin. the coin? It is a good question. The coin got one... Correct. Whoa, oh. the coin Chris it tonight. Chris, was it the same one? Uh, no, it wasn't. It the was. It was off. One. Yeah, it was the second. Chris, you may as well have just flipped a coin this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe next week you should. No, because I'll get twenty again. Oh, that's hmm. probably right. <laughs> well, no, it'll it'll regress back to the average. It'll yeah. probably get closer. It might do hundred. The coin will do hundred at one of some these point. Times. Absolutely. One of these mm-hmm. times. Well,
2: guys, great episode. Some weird stories today, but overall, but really fun ones. I had a really good time with a lot of those, especially the, the
5: getaway. Yeah, the God, getaway. I like that one the getaway so much. is great,
2: and
1: honestly, I love the first one with the yeah. hands around the throat of that cop, and the fact that it's true kind of makes me like it even more. Yeah, the getaway was the one fiction this week. Oh, isn't it? and we yeah. can't forget. Ooh. Ooh. One more time, everybody. Ooh. <sighs> <sighs> Tiffany's not doing it at all. Okay. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. That is the most important thing. Subscribe and rate. That gets the word out. That helps us, helps you, because if you're listening and they're listening, we're all listening. It just keeps going. Tell a friend, tell someone that you like. Tell If you don't like this podcast, tell someone you don't like. Recommend it to them so they'll listen and then they'll hate it, but you will have won. By the way, the audio clips used are strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, send us questions, or you can send your own story that is Beyond Belief by going to our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find the show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.